0: You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, obviously dropped the Saddle Club last week, which was met with uh, global appreciation and what one would describe as an immediate success. Uh, just that It just shows you, you know, that when you try things, often, especially in our situation, it always works. So glad you enjoyed the Saddle Club podcast last week, punters, dribblers, but we're back this week in what some might call, you know, dormant or inclement sporting weather. Uh, Joined at the hip as always, my good friend, your good friend, Edward Simpson, how are you? Good Rousing intro. Uh, thought it was great. Yes, we did release Saddle Club last week. Yes, we did receive critical acclaim. Yep. No, we weren't surprised. No. Yes, we are in inclement times. Sporting wise, yeah. yeah, sporting wise. Look, it's a bit. It's a bit dull. November. It's up and down. There's it's moments of. There's moments of like, oh, it's great, and then there's it's just drop-offs where I'm sort of, I find myself going like, what do I? Do? Well the thing is doing? the thing is I mean we did the Saddle Club last week but were we going to come in and do a podcast in and around the Melbourne Cup no, no. No, we won't. Not unless it involved Rose and us getting blind. Yeah, and it didn't. And also, it was like, I don't know if I've got enough to sort of wholly and solely dedicate a podcast to the Rugby World Cup final. You know, like we've now got time, we've given it a little bit longer where we can come in and there's a bit more to put together in this, uh, you know, uh, mixed bag, if you will. It's all, to take a word that you used earlier off mic, off air, it's a holding. Phase. Yes, we're in a holding phase as we wait patiently, but running out of patience for the start of the test cricket season. Yes, definitely running out of patience. Now, there's a bit we'll, uh, we're going to talk about this week. Now, the rugby league off season. Just when you think that uh, it's maybe reached a lull. Then David Fafida decides to take charge, such is, you know, as a young up-and-comer, got the game on the back of his shoulders, he's decided to take the offseason in a certain direction. Not an overly unpredictable one, but we'll we'll get into it, we'll talk about it. Also, in and around that, Eddie, we will have to discuss Latrell Mitchell's just uh, mind-numbingly boring contract saga that the uh, NRL journos are struggling to uh, concoct. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're in a bad way, the journos. The journos are on Struggle Street. (laughs) They're in a bad way. Um, Obviously, there's some other things, Eddie, that I've put down. Tidbits. I've forgotten what they are. Well, the fight of the century, Barry Hall, Gallen, this Friday night. Yes, it is this Friday night. We will be touching on that because I think there's a bit there. For the punter and the The dribbler. dribbler. There are... We're, we we will touch on the, the Rugby World Cup final in no great detail. No, not great detail. Not great detail I'm at all. I'm going to... I might give it a minute or two. Yeah. Maybe it'll go longer. Maybe it'll go shorter. It'll be pixelated. It's not going to be high definition. No, no, no. It's not HD light at Brookie on a Sunday. No, 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 though. no, no, no. But we will touch on it. Uh, and then... Some good dribbler dribbles this weekend, both dribbler hotline and dribbles from the dribbler. Dribblers have been active. I think it reflects the fact that there's not a whole lot of sport on, so the dribblers get toey. Yes. It's like a windy day at primary schools where the kids go mad. They go mad. The dribblers go mad in November, always have. Yes. November and February, the the dribbler loses loses it. it. Because they're left to their own devices. They don't have things to distract them. Mm. It's like footy players in the off-season. Oh, that's right. Dribblers in the off-season... Turn to the dribbler mad. hotline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, if it wasn't there, I mean, geez, masterstroke, really. Yeah. I mean, you think we don't do anything for you. I'll give you the hot tip. Without that dribbler hotline, a lot of you would be in prison. But before we get into the sporting week that was Eddie, I have to come clean about something. Yeah. What's up? I am a cricketing hero. I've <laughs> been waiting for this. I am a cricketing hero. There's no other way to put it. Mm. And I don't like. And I mean, neither do you. We are we are a humble podcast first. Always and have been. humility first. Never ones to talk about our own sporting heroics. No, unfortunately, though sometimes you have to. Right? Humility no. first, honesty second. Yep. I've been humble. Now it's time to be honest. So thick ropes, County Eleven punters, dribblers. Obviously, you know uh, the the favourite team of the punter dribbler, right? Well, they're the dribblers' team. The dribblers' team. That's exactly what they are. Now, we are six games into our 2020 season. No. Is it 2019-20? Is it, is it uh, no, no, no. So we the- finish in December. Okay, uh, so We've five-ish games left. And then we start again, I think, in January. So 2019 so Yeah. It's also a year-round competition, which is so dope. And I'll be in it year-round. Winter? Yes, bro. Okay, like that. Anyway, so... Uh, we are still yet to record a win. Mm. But I just would like to, and we're, you know, as a team. As a team. But individually speaking, there's a whole other box of dice. I don't know if that's a term. Fruit? Box of fruit, could be. Kettle of fish. Now, obviously, we lost. We played this team, the team that we lost to on the weekend, we played them in our first round, and that was after being bounced out from a huge, huge night at Hans Zimmer. So they got us at our worst. Mm hmm. Now we post Hans is tough. post Hans is you're never going to have a good time uh, on the cricket pitch. Now, anyway, look, I, I will draw the attention to the punter and the dribbler for the last time I claimed to be man of the match. And I didn't claim to be, but I said I deserved it. Now, I wasn't given man of the match that time. I found out that it was went to some other dude. Th- this weekend is proof that the whole system's flawed because now I can say hand on heart, I really should have got man of the match and I didn't. We, we, you want to explain why? I've, I've I've spoken to your captain, and he is of a different opinion. <laughs> He's of a different opinion. Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. Well, so uh, three for twenty-six bowling figures, bowling leggies as well. I feel like I had the future ghost of Shane Warne living inside of me. Sure. Three for twenty-six off four overs. Some beautiful leggies, dude. Like I had. I had a week off. Because we got so many players in the team, you got to have a rest, give it, give the boys another go. So I was bowling offies initially. My two weeks off, I went to the nets, started working on my my leggies. Mm. Bowled two boys clean through the gate, beat them with flight turn. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, if I wasn't wearing undies like tight, you know, you would have been able to see my erection through my shorts. Mm. It was the most satisfying feeling in the world. Three for twenty six, best figures for our team. Uh, in the history of the comp and then I went out and I got 50 not out with the bat did you get him did you get someone with a wrongin did I hear that correctly uh now chica was telling someone I got him with a wrong yeah, end. well that's again that's what I've been told now, And I thought that that's probably where the podcast would have started. no see I think I got a catch with the wrong and didn't bowl with the wrong and right and that's what disappointed always me. found it hard to land the wrongin it's almost impossible and obviously that you know, puts my feats in perspective, the fact that it's almost impossible and yet I had managed to do it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Three wickets, two beautiful, gorgeous uh, textbook leggies, uh, generational leggies, and then one wrong and bamboozled a to skied it, wicketkeeper took a catch, you know, hooting and hollering. Hollering and hooting. Hollering and hooting, people going wild. Girlfriends are all there. Girlfriends and fiancés, obviously you guys know I'm Is this gauge. the first time that... Steph has attended a sporting event of yours post-knee Rico? Yes. Okay. So this was redemption. This of was source. redemption. Yeah. This was redemption. 10 years on? At least. At least 10 years on and a lot of water under the bridge. Plenty of water. Well, what you've added the water to the body, <laughs> to, the, to the, body. the frame. Yes. A lot of water yeah, added yeah. to the frame. It didn't go under you at all. No. It went I into you. I took it you. on. <laughs> so anyway, then I've gone out to bat. Now, obviously uh, top scored. With the bat. Mm. Third top scored for the game. The two other, uh, two guys in the opposition got more than me, but they didn't get the wickets. Now, second shot into my innings, I've gone to run two. Punished dribbles, I know this is indulgent. I know that this level of in-depth analysis of my game is indulgent. I said before to the boys at, outside, before we came on air, I go, I know this intro is going to go for half an hour. I know it is. <laughs> they go, are you ready for that? I go, I have to be, you I know, I know it's going to be half it's an gonna hour. It's going to be- And it's already what? 15? At least. least. Got to be. So I'm running back after, I'm turning to run back for my second run of the game. And whatever the muscles are in my lower back or whatever the ligaments are in my lower back, basically all just snap at once. Slip disc. I don't know how I'm walking, basically. Obviously, I make it back for two, but then I have to go and tell Chapo who uh, I'm batting with and just go, look, mate, it's boundaries are plenty from here on in because I can't run. It's boundaries or very slow singles. Anyway... As it turns out, I get to 50, I have to retire because, you know, I'm not allowed to bat any longer. It's like it's not fair. Is there any truth in the claim that you got your runs? Now, I wasn't there, mm. so I'm asking. Mm. That you got your runs against the two worst bowlers in the history of the competition who were both very girthy men bowling pies? Is now, there any truth in that? There's a. It's, it's a very nice narrative to spin, but I would make the argument that the two worst bowlers in the competition are probably from my team. Outside of the thick ropes can he live? No, so there were some. But to be honest, the worst bowler of their entire side was actually the hardest to play against. I barely got any runs against that chubby bastard because he bowled such a disgusting delivery <laughs> and such a, like a ridiculous length that it was like... Did it bounce twice? No, but it would bounce like... It was like if you step forward to him... You've got to step a fair way down the pitch. And if for some reason you miss it, their wicket keeper was actually quite talented. I think he was first division, comes down to fourth to troll poons like us. Mm. And he was stumping people left, right, and centre. So he kept you in your crease. He kept me he kept the, the wicket keeper was a better like his his keeping kept you, you know, a little bit guarded when you're facing pies yeah. from these be fat dribblers. But chica i believe skip yes he would be saying that because he has he, he fancies himself as a batsman and yet has a poor average okay and he's you know he faces a jealousy kid. oh mate without doubt because i mean like we've all faced quick bowlers bruh. but you know his top score is eight so now how does that not get man of the match that's all i'm saying well, you tell me. This you, you didn't top score, I believe. I got 50 runs and three wickets. For, on the top of my head, there was a Kotze? Someone Kotzi that yes. got 80 off? He got 70 runs. 70 runs. 70 runs. And how many wickets? One. And you got three. And 50. And he won. Yes. So that's where I think... Like you weren't so dominant that it had to be given to you. Whereby I, oh, I think, oh, look, in a winning side, I think you get the chocolates. I think yeah. you do. Look, it's tough. I tend to disagree, and I tend to think that I was robbed. But I'm also. You but know, what you're out there for W's though? That's that's what I'd also argue. Yeah, but see, I tell you what, I tell you what has been amazing about joining this cricket competition is, um, look, we're huge fans, friends of the show, the great cricketer. Great cricketer podcast. I assume you've all heard of it. Uh, they've just hit their two millionth download, I believe. Congratulations, boys! But I've always we've always loved and enjoyed that show mm. and their humour. But I haven't played cricket for so long that there was elements of it that I just sort of that you probably just didn't realise you didn't get. But a lot of their humour is transferable to wider life. This cricket humour. Mm. But since playing this cricket, I now get it even more. ...than I ever thought I could. And that is because even though we lost... I won. I won. (laughs) Well, congratulations, Tom. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate everyone coming with us on that journey mm, uh, and allowing me to relive it. No, it won't be trimmed. No, that'll be uh, in in its entirety. Uh, My back is fucked. uh, Just so you know, my back is fucked. I was laying down... On the ground when I got home after the game on Sunday night, ice, ice pack, heat pack, ice pack, heat pack, stretch, I could barely move. And now, obviously, today, because of because of the uh, athletic memory that my body has, I'm bouncing back a little bit. It's funny that you should mention that your lower back was fucked. Mine, too, fucked in the last, what's more than 72 hours. Whatever, four days, Friday morning. So the fellas and I like to enjoy it. So Friday night, Thursday night, um, very taxing game of Tag. Are the, are, the, are the Bucks back? The Bucks are back. Yes, the Bucks will be playing Div 1 this year. Yes. Wow. Our, our assault on the big time is confirmed as of today. We were given confirmation Bucks by, are back. by the higher powers that we will be playing Div 1. Uh, the last three rounds have sort of been. Testing where you'll sit. Yes. Anyway, we didn't have any fucking subs, all the boys out on the piss, we were down, men, and had to play the full the full forty, yeah. which is taxing on the bottom oh, Absolutely. Right? So really put myself through my paces. Yeah. Um, didn't warm down. That's probably an error on my part. Yeah. I should have known better. Yeah, you should have. I'm not 18 anymore. No. And and to the punter and the dribbler, I always recommend warming down. 100%. You've got to warm the body down yeah. to a uh, air temperature. Never warm up. Warming ups for rookies. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're getting it all wrong. You'll get warm quickly. It's about yeah, warming it's down at a at a sustainable rate. Correct. Always said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I haven't practiced what I preached. Anyway, um a couple of beers after the game. Also not great for recovery. No. But delicious. Yes. and I- Important, but not good. Good for camaraderie yes. and team and team shit. Team bonding, yeah. you know, all that. And for nectar in yeah. the mouth, but yeah, yeah, yeah. not good for warming down. Um, get up early, five to six, to go down to Bondi for some beach volleyball. What day is this? Friday. Okay. Wow. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to recover. No. Probably only looking at maybe 12 hours, maybe. Back to back to back. Not even. Maybe 11, 10 okay. hours. Okay. Uh, get down there, beach volleyball. Having a great time. Uh, beach volleyball is a three hundred and sixty degrees range of motion. Very everything demanding. is on the t- every every possible movement is on the court. Yeah, that's right. You are up and then you are down and you are all around. Back, forward, forward, down, up. It's three hundred and sixty stuff. Yeah. Um, except for underneath the sand, obviously. But other otherwise, whatever. All that But three hundred and sixty. All but yeah. three hundred and sixty. Right. Um, I've gone down for a. Um, I think a spike, but like trying to get just trying to salvage the ball off the. You know, I feel like a spikes when you hit down. Well, like a whatever that whatever is, whatever that is. You know what I mean, punters jewelers where you go from down to down up. to up, <laughs> thumbing it, thumbing it like up. A, a a dual handed. Th- yes. Bump up. Correct. Um, and something's twinged and I've gone immediately, ooh. Have you bent at the back? Like, have you bent at the hips to try and get down? Well, I don't know because I'm in the throes of competition, Tom, Yeah, of athletic prowess. I, I'm just not sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, video replays would be conclusive, I imagine. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, camera's not down that morning, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and now I'm starting to go, holy shit. And then from that point on, I'm trying to... Um, put off the inevitable in my mind by saying perhaps it's a, a just a twinge, yeah, and then I can play through Run this. Run it out, you know what I mean? Maybe like a a jar, yeah. You know you can play on after a jar, yeah, yeah. If it's not too bad, wasn't the case? It wasn't and a jar. It's, it wasn't a jar. This is a full on slip disc. Yeah. I'm calling it. I mean, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, broken back potentially. Potentially broken back. I mean, I'm not a doctor. No, but you know, all your body. signs point to broken. Athletes back Athletes know their bodies. All point. All signs point to breaking back. I've tried to carry on. Um, after that point, I was rendered useless, and we went on to lose the game. Surprise, surprise. Um, How many aside? Three, three. Okay. Because. You, you, It keeps the ball up. Yeah. Two's a big day. Yeah. And four's (laughs) ridiculous. So three's a nice number. Um, Anyway, so throughout the day, it gets worse and worse. I go into work, can't, have to go home, and then I was rendered horizontal for the next 24 hours. I'm only just starting to come out of it. Yeah. Moral of the story is, punters, dribblers, got to warm down. You got to warm down. Also... Uh maybe just start looking at your core. Just start looking at core work, you know, start considering it cuz I don't. We look, it's you don't necessarily have to get down on your back and start smashing out crunches, but it's no. important to think about just the Just to think about it cuz yeah. half the, that's half the half that's the half job the, I think. I think <laughs> totally thinking about it can that. be <laughs> thinking about it is half, more than half the job. That's right. <laughs> thinking about potentially doing some crunches or addressing your core based Yes. Is the biggest hurdle in the life and love of the punter. Yeah. And the future of your back. Yeah. And I tell you what, there is no more humbling experience than uh, having back problems. My uh, baby girl, Steffi, was pissing herself laughing. She said it looked like I was in labor as I was on the floor. Trying to get up from the floor to just my knees to then get up to get out of my bedroom when you can't when you can't move like when I couldn't get my underpants on or my shorts your socks. on your socks you can't do anything you're forced to shuffle shuffling everywhere trying to pick things up with my toes and like flick it up to me so look that being said punters dribblers. Still managed to achieve greatness while injured, such as I when I got 50 with a bad back after two balls because that 50 came off the back of a bad back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd also like to say to my captain who's telling you Furfies outside the studio here that I didn't score brave runs because they were against some shit bowling. His words, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, score runs. can score runs. Contribute, score runs, take wickets, score runs, captain us, you know what I mean? Also warm down, punish dribbles. Warm down, punish dribbles. that is uh, the key message from this show. Now, Eddie, just have a look over there, how long has this intro been? It's been 25 minutes, so I I felt it, I felt it. You felt it in your bones, well we did have a week off of sorts. That's true, and we do have an excuse for being indulgent. Because we're atop the heap. We're atop the heap and we're physically gifted. When you're atop the heap, you can be indulgent. Yes. We never are, but we are being now. We're also humble. <laughs> All right, so obviously rugby league off-season, um, it rolls on. I, we'll start with the Latrell Mitchell contract saga though before we get to David Fafita's Balinese uh, bad boy antics. Mm-hmm. I could not uh, imagine a more boring... Uh, or, you know, I can't imagine it's, – it's obviously a tough job for the NRL Journal to try and get through an offseason where there was a lull. There was Big Nell, Biffin – Outside of the nightclub in Bali. Yeah. Big Nell gave it his all. Big Nell gave it his all, loves to throw, did biff, biffed the fuck out of someone. We've moved on from Big Nell. We've moved on from Big Nell, and then there was nothing. And so the journos of uh, the rugby league world have to start going, all right, what stories are we going to write? How are we going to get something going here? So it all came about Bloody Latrell Mitchell's contract, which if you don't know, he's under contract for next year, and it's only in 2021 that he has to go somewhere else. But it was just the most boring, nonstop, lazy bullshit where it's just like, oh, is he going to the Cowboys? Oh, the dogs want him. Oh, now the Tigers want him as well. The Roosters don't want him. And you're just like, like leave this dude alone. Mate, every single rugby league article was about Latrell Mitchell. Every single one. Where'd he get this car? Who owns this car? Polaris denies it's his car. Oh, it's his mate's car. Oh, we can't afford this. Oh, he's going off the rails. Latrell's losing it. Luttrell's going and mad. And Luttrell's just sitting there like, can you guys fucking leave me alone? Like, it's yeah. the off-season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. wonder why, like, why, uh, you know, whether it's... Uh, editors of the Daily Telly or Fox Sports, shit, or anyone's like, "Hey, boys, we got anything other than Latrell stories that we can go here?" Like, I know it's the off season and we're in a, an inclement weather, sporting wise, but can we not just think of something else? There's got to be other shit you can talk about, whether it's teams back at preseason, something like... Go out and find a, a feel-good story, Go out and hunt a feel-good story. Someone out there's doing something nice for someone. That, I guarantee you. Tim Manner and a couple of boys over in Africa... Yeah, doing some charity work. There's bloody, there's beautiful a, story there. Beautiful mate. story. There's, there's a million. Be- there's look, a million there's beautiful stories, stories everywhere. Yeah. All right, everywhere you look, they would be, and we'll get to we'll get to Big David in a second. But they would be licking their collective lips at the moment, going, "Thank God we've got another yarn here." Well, I mean, Latrell would probably be saying, "Thank God, hundred percent, like, Jesus Christ, hundred percent." This contract so and he kept putting up on his Instagram. I'm pretty sure he's like. Uh, literally, I'm like, I'm going on holidays, man. Like, but also, like, who cares? I mean, are you that, equally equally? You who that, cares? Are yeah. you that like interested about where Latrell goes? Obviously, I care where he goes, but I'm not. I'm not setting my alarm to get up at five a.m. to get the latest scoop for oh, some washed-up journal about where Latrell may or may not be going in, you know, eighteen months time. No. Who gives a shit? Like, in the sense that he's not that. He's a big deal, but he's not that big a deal. But, but it's not even that. He is a he's a big deal, but it is also like. But not to warrant the no, but it's, monotonous. Just, it's just it's just rugby league signings, right? Like he may go somewhere, he may not go somewhere, but also I don't need up to the minute. I don't need up-to-the-minute uh, sort of uh, breaking news. I don't need, I don't need live crosses I on Latrell's future. Hey, no more speculation. Come to me when you've got some news. Because the, all they're doing is going, oh, yeah, he the, he could be talking to the Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, the Bulldogs have now come out of the race. Oh, he could go to the Tigers for this money. Oh, he could, like, hey, yeah, sure, he could go anywhere. He could go to Rugby Union, although he wouldn't. He could go over to bloody Europe. He can do any of this shit. But you're not giving me any news. It's breaking rumors. That's all they fucking do. Call it breaking rumors. The, be I, honest. Be honest with the punter and the dribbler and just call it breaking rumours. Because at this point, there is more teams associated with Luttrell than there is, than there isn't. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's more than 50% of the rugby league teams are apparently signing. Linked to Latrell. There's the trend. Roosters, Bulldogs, Tigers, North Queensland, Newcastle. Uh, and Penrith. Penrith. And even if they're linked by just going, we don't want him. It's like, Penrith Titans. 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 Like geez. Let's be Christ. honest, who the fuck wouldn't go after Luttrell? That's it, the thing. Who wouldn't? you've got the coin. That's it. If you can afford it and, and then you're gonna put him at fullback. And then and go. they're going like, oh, you know, he's uh they're talking about him like asking for too much money or like he wants it's like, bruh, if you could get a million dollars a season, there's nothing wrong with you even just considering that. If he if someone wants to put him in that one jersey, then yeah. Yeah. He gets a million a he season. He gets a million a season. That's what he's worth. That's his market rate. That's it. At At, fullback. At one. At fullback. Not in the centres. Not in the centers. But and that's one, why he wouldn't get a million at the Roosters. Mate, they're giving him 800 They wanted they Well, they tabled and have withdrawn an eight hundred k offer at the Roosters. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it's not for the Roosters when you are wildly cheating the salary cap, right? I know. But so. it's, just, it's just further proof. Well, mate, there, and, and then, look, that gets us on to David Fafita, who the Roosters are also somehow disgustingly in the oh, race Oh, because Cooper Cronk's, Cronk's left, though, apparently. Cool. So, so I'm right. sure they're not bumping up the contracts of any of their players who have now become premiership winners. But... Uh, So, David Fafita, uh, the next big thing in rugby league, I think you could call him. Uh, He's 19, plays for the Broncos, uh, played Origin for the first time this year, and his back end of 2019 uh, was damaging, to say the the least. Raucous. And I'm just talking from a rugby league sense. It has since got even more damaging and more raucous postseason, which is when... Arguably, the rugby league uh, brass needs some of their younger talent to be doing the most work because, as we've just outlined, we're stuck with breaking rumours about Latrell Mitchell's future. And you can tell that Todd Lee Greenberg, you bet your last... Dolly, you have. He's gone. We need more yarns here. I give you the hot tip. Todd Lee and his uh, gang of merry men. The, the gang of merry men. They, they they sat down in the war room and they go, "We're going to come up with something. We're going to come up with something quick. We need to get the riders onto this. We need. Yeah, where are the riders? I mean. They don't, hand out, they don't hand out Logies for nothing. No. Get them in here, chain them to their desks and get them right. We need the top riders from Home and Away, yep. Neighbours. Yep. Uh, what other shows we got? Blue Heelers. Yes. ER. ER. Well, that's American. <laughs> that's American. What's but the hey, way to- they won. They won stuff. What? Get them over here. Yeah. Well, there was the, the Australian version of ER. Uh, McLeod's Daughters. Sure. That'll do. <laughs> um, did we have an Australian Doctors one? I think we did. All Saints. <laughs> <laughs> The lead writers from All Saints. We get him all into a room yeah. and we write NRL offseason 2019-20. And that's what you're seeing. Young, upcoming throbber in the prime of his of his young life. Well, about to sign a life changing, potentially one million dollars a season. He'll get a, a deal. million dollars. Well, but potentially. I mean, because the, the thing is, the Bron- I don't know who can afford him, but the Roosters. If the Roosters get him, they'll probably pay him a million. But look, he's he's on he's in the he's on the the edge of the next like a, a huge huge meteoric rise. He's and a your per- he's, he's your perfect protagonist to carry us through the off-season. That's it. So we need this young gallant throbber Mm. to uh, fall foul of some Balinese Secchies. Now if you believe what you read Eddie, and I choose to in this situation. When it comes to the off-season and drama surrounding it, like legitimate drama, I I believe what I, I read. I tend to believe what I read. Obviously all alleged punters dribblers, but And I will say this, and this is a hand on my heart. I swear to God, this is how I, this is, this happened. I was flicking through the gram. When did this story break? Saturday? Friday? Uh, Dior. Oh, fucking Dior. Whenever it broke. But I was flicking through my gram and I saw a photo on David Fafita's Instagram of him and Payne Haas sitting out at some Balinese uh, hotspot, just chilling, nice little photo of the two friends, and just went... I have no reason to think that something will go wrong, but I was like, "Geez, imagine if something like, like yeah, you, you wouldn't want something to go down with Payne Haas with you, who would just kill people." Payne has done nothing, but then. But he's also the biggest boy to ride the pine. He's the biggest, thickest blue boy to ride the pine, origin-wise. So when you've got someone that big, who's you know enjoying himself letting his hair down with another young throbber yes. in Bali. Where nothing's off the table. Nothing's off the table over there. It's carefree. It's, it's a carefree. carefree island, and it's got a carefree nature about yes. it, which rubs off on young, rugby unsuspecting league rugby league players. So the reports are that David has had a skinful, and we know that a rugby league skinful is a skinful like no other. Well, it's it's triple to quadruple as much as a normal stock standard skinful. Yes. A league skinful by the factor of four or five. <laughs> And that's and that's just math. That's basic math. So do with those numbers what you will. But The so, dribbler may not have got that. The punter will have. The punter will have absolutely understood that, mainly because of their proclivity towards gambling and increased odds. Yes. The dribbler, just know it's a rugby league skinful. <laughs> now, Dave's at a rugby league skinful and I believe may have been asked to leave this nightclub. Same nightclub that Big Nell uh, fed a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost removed his almost removing face. his skin, the skin from his face with one fell swoop of his elephant hoof hands <laughs> uh, Dave's been asked to leave on his way out has jobbed the bloody security guard did he job the guy that asked him to leave I don't know I just know that he jobbed a secchi on the way out yeah. he's then got a uh, like a, a motor a scooter taxi to take him home that's actually very mature of, of David. Because usually you jump on they jump on their own scooters and hoon off. Correct. Now that could be some some uh, nicely imagine uh, having PR sort of uh, rhetoric, but just, 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 just don't don't uh, wrap David up deluxe too quickly, Eddie, because he then proceeded to try and jump off the moving motorbike taxi to continue feeding the security so- guard. So hops on and is leaving, leaves, and I assume- Leaves, f- feeds the secchi. On the bike? No, on the way out. Okay, so- Then he mounts out. a bike. Yeah, and then I'm assuming someone said something. Potentially. Well, you don't hop on and then come back for more. Who knows, though? A rugby league skinful is a rugby league Skinful, skinful that's true. Something's prompted him Something to hop has. off the bike. Look, you know what? What did they do to provoke him? That's what I want to know. Because, mm. you know, who? I'm not ready to say it's all Dave's fault. No, neither am I. Because they could have said some nasty things. They could have. And who knows what the riders of the offseason had put in the script for the Secchi and gone, now, when he gets well, that's, on that bike. Well, that's, that's, look, that's the other thing that you can't overlook. Because if you've got the greatest riders in the land in one room, a war room, yeah. coming up with off-field content, and getting whipped and whipped well by Toddley and his gang of Merry Men, <laughs> then there's no telling what they've put into his mouth. No. And because I'm from where I'm sitting, Tom, I'm prepared to bet and bet big money yeah. that it was it S- was something Really deranged <laughs> and despicable. <laughs> really grim shit that they've said to young David. <laughs> so David's leapt or tried to leap from a moving motorbike. Did he As stick the do- landing? Did not. Well, I, th- I believe, Eddie, and again, if you believe what you read, which- We do. We do, allegedly. Oh, in this occasion. In this occasion. Uh, Logie Award winning writers. Uh, David's gone to back for a second feed, but the scooter taxi man has stopped him. Stopped him how? Well, that's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe- See, a- this is starting to get, I'm not going to say far-fetched, but- Scooter, drive. Balinese people aren't that big. And I'm just generalizing here, right? Yes, racially speaking. Just like, <laughs> no, just like statistically. <laughs> right statistics. yes no well, in comparison to david yes okay no, everyone's small compared yeah, to david yeah. especially baloney so it, you know and now i'm being asked to believe that so david's gone out and fed i can believe that comfortable with that he's jumped on the back of the bike. responsible guy happy with that i believe that um someone's yelled some really grim disgraceful stuff to him and he's proceeded to jump off happy with that yeah P- pretty sure he sticks the landing yeah may have been a slight wobble but yeah i'm, but, I'm still comfortable athlete but now you've lost me when I'm asked to believe that David Fafida, the young million-dollar throbber, yeah. is being held back by someone that wasn't his mate Payne, biggest bloke to ride the Pine Half, <laughs> no. And you know what, Eddie? And where this does fall apart is maybe they have. This was the section of the offset, the episode that was written by you know your neighbours writers. One yeah. of the <laughs> they've subbed in. They've subbed that. in a neighbours writer for this part of the episode, and you can tell because it's gone a little bit far fetched. <laughs> it's a little hard to believe, yeah. and that's why they're not winning low. Is with yeah, this yeah. section of it. Yeah. The but Home and Away guys have gone for coffee, gone the, for lunch, that's and it. the neighbours bought And, and neighbours have been this. left to their own devices <laughs> and they've fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> now, that being said, we've got to believe what we read, right? Because that's what we're here for. Well, that's we're what, here to believe well. what we read. So somehow, defying all laws of physics and uh, reasonable, be- what you know, what is reasonable to believe as a human mm. being, David has been held on to this moped by a tiny Balinese man (laughs) or woman or both or both (laughs) there are no limits to how many people you're allowed on the scooters over there so who knows could have been a full family of people holding him on that's actually more believable than anything neighbors had come up with (laughs) (laughs) all right well if we go with that aspect of it so maybe a full family a full Balinese family family. has managed to corral David back onto the the moped He's since left, and then I believe the Balinese security guard who potentially hurled some vile abuse at David has then gone to the police because he's like, I'm sick of tourists coming over here and acting up. Mm. And also, I'm pretty sure that was David Fafina. And also, I'm pretty sure that was David Fafina, (laughs) uh, the million-dollar (laughs) up. So <laughs> that guy's the as if they don't know the secies by this stage. It's like if you see like a giant jacked Australian, yeah. chances are they've had a rugby league. Who's had a rugby league skin? He's a rugby league skin and he's still uh, still able to walk. <laughs> <laughs> he's still conscious. He's, well, he's like he's like a zombie. It's like that you know they're just there. They aren't <laughs> falling over. Yeah, yeah. Then safe to assume that you know they're professional athletes. So. He's got him arrested. David's been in there. Now, since then, David has apologized to the Balinese security guard. Have you seen the photo of the security guard? Yes. Have you seen how tiny that security guard is? (laughs) Yes. And the fact that David Fafita, I'm surprised that security guard isn't dead. When you think about the fact that he has fed this young gentleman. Well, he's only got him once. Bro, this guy is a tiny. And again, it makes sense that this is the part of the episode that neighbors wrote because yes. no one believes. I don't know how that man survived a punch from David Fofita. But have you seen the like the apology photo in the prison? Yeah. Like El Chapo and Sean Penn. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous. <laughs> David doesn't look happy either. Well, of course and not because was, David's probably just had to give this guy forty thousand fucking whatever. And he, was, he was escorted back to prison. Yeah, did you see the video of David's mate rocking up to prison with a plastic bag full of beers? <laughs> No. <laughs> Dude, it's the I miss that. it's the dumbest thing in the world. It is it is so rugby league. Some absolute dribbler <laughs> has he's got like a, a a mask over his nose and mouth like a uh what a pollution mask. Like a pollution mask over his mouth and a hat on and he's walking out of the it's like he's come the video starts with him leaving the prison. So what I can only assume is that he has arrived with a plastic bag full of beers, gone in there to try and see David, and then obviously has been told no and has had to walk out with a bag of beers, and that's when the media's cottoned on, and they've been like, what is your relationship to David Feeder He's like, i got no idea who you're talking about, man. I'm just here to see a mate. Have a drink with a mate. And then just walks out, and you're like, oh, my God. So he's tried to go have a beer with him, and yeah. they're like, no, mate, fuck off. This is prison, bro. <laughs> you can't have a beer with him in here. He's just fed a tiny Balinese security guard. <laughs> what, bing tangs? Couldn't see through the plastic bag, but you could tell it was it was, uh, it was beers, and such was the reporting. Is there a chance that he's walked in with beers and cash and left with beers? Well, now, I think it's safe to assume, and again, when we, when we say safe to assume, alleged punters, dribblers, that the Bron- there was someone from the Broncos who's gone over there. Oh, and they've supplied the cash. I believe they would have supplied the cold hard. Uh, now, what is it again, Balinese dollars? I forget. Uh, oh, so do I. Rupiah. Rupiah. That was fucking me off. And it's Indonesian rupiah. Indonesian rupiah. So Dave, you can imagine, uh, has parted with a significant amount of uh, rupiah. Mm. And that would be both to the tiny security guard that he fed. And his family. And his family. Probably the entire family that kept him on the scooter. Mm. And then also to. Uh, the, some of the people at the jailhouse. Well, the higher-ups. I think everyone... He had to grease some serious wheels with rupiah. Yes, it was... Yeah, a greasing of rupiah. A greasing of wheels via, via rupiah. rupiah. Yeah, yeah. When I read that a, a Brisbane spokesperson had been flown over, I yeah. thought, yes, with what, I wonder? Rupiah in tow. Rupiah in tow, yes. Bags full of rupiah. We'll take two seats, one for the (laughs) rupiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yes, I do need uh, to have check luggage. It is suitcases full of rupiah for (laughs) almost the entire nation of uh, Indonesia. But that brings us to Monday night, uh, November 11. Yes. Where is... Where's David at now? Dave's, Is he still locked up? I think he's still over there. Well, he's definitely still over there. I believe he's still locked up. Well, our thoughts and prayers go out to David. Well, I just can't wait to see what the writer's come up with next. Well, they'll be they'll be in the war room now. They're in the war room right now. They can't let him out until they've written the, written the, next, written next, the next part of pa- the script. The next chapter. Well, so that's why they're in that's holding why. patterns, yeah. you know. Holding patterns, that's the flavor of that's the month. That's it. It's, all, it's 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 episodic. You know, you can't just- Oh, you want to hear what happens to David? Tune in, in next, next week. That's so what we're saying. That's what we're doing. And, um, you know, I don't think Gold Logie is out of question for David's performance in this. Nah. I also don't think- I mean, this uh, war room that Todd Lee and his merry men have got together of uh, great Australian writers could be up for Logies. I think Logies are plenty. Rupiah are plenty. I'm, look, I'm, I'll hand out the Logies when I see how this is- uh, Plays out. Plays out. Yeah. But it's a, awards season, and, you know, it's got Logie buzz about it this offseason. Oh, it's got Logie buzz. It's got serious Logie oh, it's buzz. it's got Logie buzz. Don't Make no mistake, there's Logie buzz. Punters and Dribblers, uh, obviously Saddle Club, critical acclaim, mm. couldn't have gone better. No. Nah. Um, one of the great podcasts ever conceived by man. Yep. And, but not only conceived, executed. Yes. It was executed to perfection, Tom, mm. with the aid of Rosina Rosé. Now, Rosina Rosé... One of the top drops, the top drop. Top drop. Top drop stuff. Yeah. Absolutely top drop stuff. Now, Delicious. La- last time I checked, it was almost summer in Australia. Correct. And summer in Australia means that you need a Rosina on hand or rosé. What you do need in your summer stable yeah. or staple yes. I'm not sure what the correct there is if it's stable, it's staple, or that but well, what it- you do need is a rosé that you can rely on, you can depend upon and one that you can go well I know this isn't going to be so sweet that I'm going to get diabetes just by being in 5 metres from it yeah. and it's also not so dry that I too will die of dehydration. It's got to be that Goldilocks zone of sweetness and dryness Yes, of a pinkish hue and a light pink summer breeze. It's got to be your, your everyday rosé. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And we found that. It's a rosé for every day. It found us. Uh, it found us in the form of six glorious bottles that were consumed in their entirety in one sitting. Yes. That's what's possible with Rosina Rosé. Correct. Now where do you buy it? Punished dribblers, you might ask. Go to madhatterwineco.com com Now, you, you, for the punter- You know how to use the internet? Do that. Now, for the punter and the dribbler who likes getting money off, mm. 25% off the store. The whole store. The whole store. Hello Sport. that's the code. Drop Hello Sport and you get 25% off the entire store. So, if you're thirsty and you live in this country, go to Hello Sport as the code, 25% off. Love that. Fucking no-brainer. That's a good deal. So get your summer essential. Do it. Not too sweet. Not too dry. Perfect. Rosina Rose. Everyday Rose. Habitable zone. Also, just wanted to touch on this, just to finish. Heard some rumours today. Mm -hmm. Breaking rumours. Breaking rumours. Breaking rumours. Breaking rumours that Eddie Jones headed back to Australia, potentially... Uh, in the fullness of time, but not to coach the Wallabies, and that sort of took me by surprise. I thought, okay, well, what what would it be for? Well, me? he's well, then he's uh, the only way for us, at least initially, was that if he doesn't coach the Wallabies, we're going to impeach him. Yes. Now it turns out again could be a rumor. Doesn't matter. It piqued my interest that he's interested in coaching a rugby league side and wouldn't mind taking over the rabidos from Wayne Bennett. Apparently loves the game. That's why Sticky went over to the final and the semi-final and shit. And apparently, uh, as a Tasmanian, which I didn't know, loves, Eddie's rug- a Tasmanian. loves rugby league. And I just thought to myself- That's not a sentence you say, as a Tasmanian, I love rugby league. No. Or as the coach of the, um, the Wallabies rugby union side- English and, rugby union. And the Wallabies in the past- And now, what, taking over from Wayne Bennett at the Rabbitohs? What's his rugby league background other than being a fan? The article also went on to say that it was the most like a rugby league team he'd seen England play. Wait, Eddie said that? (laughs) No, that's that's what this journalist has said. That the way that England rugby played this year in this World Cup was very much like had... Its basis in rugby league fundamentals. Well, that doesn't help, does it? When you're trying to win a rugby world cup, no wonder they didn't win it. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Look, weird article. Weird Is Eddie angle. trying to make excuses for losing the world cup by saying I'm too obsessed with league? I'm too much of a league fan, and I realise that now. I coached him like a league team. I'm coached him like I would have had I been Co- working for the Rabbitohs. Yes. And that's where I fucked up. (laughs) But that's why we lost the World Cup final. Yeah, that's absolutely why we lost. And also, what I would like to say on the Rugby World Cup is this bleeds into it a little bit. Nice segue. The beautiful segue. Yeah. One of the great segues. Yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe we had the wool pulled over our eyes or we were naive. We didn't really realize, but that Eddie Jones and Ricky Stewart. Both sleepers for Australia here in trying to bring down England. Yes. Now, well, look, Ricky has a storied history of losing big dances. Yeah, he did that. win one, but that was also arguably off the back of a previous coach. But I, I we love Ricky. Mm. But he's he, he won one, then lost big dance, big dance back to back. And then Big Dance. And then Big Dance. Now, uh, Eddie Jones has now lost two Big Dancers. Having won one. Having won one, but not as the As brand, an A, yeah, as, as a, an assist. Yes. So maybe... Look, I'm not ruling out Sleeper. at the time, and I think I speak for you too, and the punter and dribbler, mm. that we were hot under the collar and I saw red when I heard that Eddie was trying to recruit fellow Australians to boy the English. Yes. Didn't sit well with you and I. No, it didn't. But with the power of hindsight again powerful. Very powerful tool. Uh, and we stress that powerful tool to be used appropriately. Yes. I think there's a chance that we have two sleepers very much undercover doing the work for the nation. Because if you're Eddie Jones... Obviously, now we know a huge rugby league fan, almost identifies as a rugby league fan. That's the way it read. In Rugby Union. Yeah. I I will say he's left it late to come and bring this up, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Look, timing's everything. Timing's everything, and I feel like Eddie has left it very late to to, uh, share with the world his uh, love of rugby league, but that's fine. Um, But if you're Eddie... And you need to bring over a coach who's going to – from rugby league. A A winner. A winner. He's chosen someone who, no knock on Ricky, but not a big dance man. No. Doesn't like like the big moment as much as as some of his – Contemporaries. That's (laughs) right. Now, you think about Wayne Bennett is literally coaching the English Rugby League team. Yeah, that's, probably, that's he, probably a better match. He, he's, he's, uh, he is big dancers. Uh, he's famously a big dance man. Can dance better than any coach in the history of the game. Well, he can dance on cue. He can dance on cue, dance better than anyone. Mm. He is... Uh, moves well. Moves well. Would shock you, but moves the best I've ever seen. Silky, yeah, and has taught others to dance well. Correct. Not only a good dancer, but a good teacher of dance. Yes, which is always a good sign. Especially in someone. Coach. Look, if you can dance well and teach others to dance well, that's holistic, and that is almost the perfect balance. That's right? it. Uh, now I'm I'm drawn to the old the old adage of uh, dance with a man, he dances for a night. Teach a man to dance, and he dances for a lifetime. Yes. A famous adage. It's a famous rugby league adage. Um, Off forgotten, (laughs) but for the purest, off (laughs) remembered. So what we're saying is... And now we realise that maybe Eddie was actually working against uh, the Motherland, the old enemy, mm. Her Majesty's Kingdom, yeah. the whole time. Uh Evidenced by the fact that they played a Barry Crocker shocker in the in the final, and they brought over a a, a noted a, a man with two left feet in Ricky Stewart, not not a big danceman <laughs> no. at all. Shocking, absolutely appalling dancer. But the way they played in the semi versus the way they played in the final, it it had sleeper written all over it. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it was it was all sleeper work. Like they'd they'd been um, they'd been. Trained for the waltz, but were given, you know, their their orders were tango in the final. Uh, Eddie, just quickly, gonna need your attention. Yep, our boys got another win this week. Those crumbles, crumbles, fucking love those crumbles. Famous win. Uh, I think they're nine and one, something like that. Are their premiership numbers knocking teams off left, right, and centre? That's ring numbers. That would have done the comp. Yeah, yeah. Start sizing up the fingers. Yeah, yeah, Because- yeah. And we'll take one as well. Well, obviously, I was talking about our fingers. Yeah. Because rings are en route, mm. because no team in the NBL from all the way up there to all the way down there. And even across there. And even across there and out there. None of them. And in there. And in there. None of them. They can't hold a candle to our boys. No. Nah. So, congrats, Crumbles. Love ya. Punters, dribblers, obviously, uh, just days out now. Just days from Fight of the Century, Gallon versus Barry Hall. Yep. I keep going to call him Barry Hall Jr. I know that's not his name, and I that's don't know of, why it's I'll tell head. you why. Because of Gary Hall Jr. from Hawthorpe <laughs> and Hall, Hall and Thorpe. <laughs> <laughs> Thorpe's in front. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Gary Hall Jr. Yeah, yeah. Or is that is that it? Dennis Cometti. Yeah, but is he... Dar- it's is Barry it, Hall. Oh, no, but is it Gary Hall Jr.? Gary Hall Jr., yeah. That is right, Yeah, yeah, that's it? why. Yeah, yeah. So this is Barry Hall. Barry Hall Jr. Yeah, yeah. Barry Hall Jr. versus Paul Gallon in The Fight of the Century. Now, if anyone saw Gallon... Giving it to um, famed sports presenter Matthew De DeGroot. Uh, I'm I believe so. Uh, famed is also <laughs> loose terminology. Deal, but he looks like he's in the nick of his life, and I fully expect Barry Hall Jr. Yes, to get the feeding of his life. So you think Gals going to give out a Nelson s- yes. sofa so far Solomon stuff feeding to Barry? That's my prediction. I'm not sure who to, uh, to Barry for here. Obviously, uh, Gal, you know, uh, undefeated in boxing. But Barry, just. I'm I'm very easily swayed by the aesthetics. Uh, the look. I'm, aesthetics I'm of all. Very aesthetics are mis- misleading, though. Oh, absolutely. Like they if are. someone looked at you, they'd go, there's no way you could score 50 runs. And then you see me and I dance across the pitch like it's going out of fashion. You float. I agree. So I agree. Know, you understand? But that. That aside, aesthetics still catch me, baby. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, aesthetics catch me. But you know, I, you see those arms on Hall. You see, he is absolutely jacked. Oh, I, th- I think he gases quickly. Oh, I'm sure he will. I wonder if they test for PEDs in this thing. And I, I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I would curious. say, I would say, absolutely not. I think the promoters would have a little bit. They'd have some cash rolled up in this thing. Is it because is it a professional? I think it might be a professional fight. I don't know. Yeah, I, it wouldn't be. Is it sanctioned? I doubt it. Okay, speaking of sanctioned, and this was sickening. So, and there is zero media coverage. Such is the scatness of this fight. Uh, Lucas Big Daddy Brown is an Australian yes. heavyweight boxer. Didn't now, he climb to the tippy top? He did. So he won the heavyweight world title in like Russia against Poland. That Poland, something weird. But then pissed hot yep. and had it stripped. And he he denied it, he, yeah. but you know, this is what happens. He has then since sort of been you know he's still been up and there and abouts. But then uh, following him, uh, he's had like a bunch of. Um, Fighters pull out, all this shit's going on. Mm. He's uh but he's like a he's a contender for heavyweight world title fights and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, Lucas yeah. Big Daddy Brown. He's been having all these fighters drop out of fights. He'd had all these things lined up fighting. And then he's obviously had one I don't know if he had a fight drop out this weekend or something, but I just saw on bloody uh like Instagram, where all good material is, mm. that uh Hoppawadi Signed up to fight John? Him. John Hoppawati Agreed to fight him on nine days notice at St. Mary's RSL <laughs> or something on the weekend. Heavyweight contender, Lucas Big Daddy Brown. And John Hoppowati, 50-year-old father of 15 Who or got whatever, fed by Gallon. By Paul Gallon. What, six months ago? Who's a rugby league player. And so... What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, dude. And so I was like... I'd remembered that it, was hap- it had happened on the weekend, right? And I'd remembered At seeing- At St. Mary's RSL. Something like that, like a real shithole. How did we fight. miss this? Well, I saw that it, it had- Well, we didn't record a podcast last week. True. We had the Saddle Club, right? Sure. And it was a late thing that I saw, and I was like, oh, my God, uh, Hopper is going to fight this like this ridiculous fight, speaking of how the fuck do things get sanctioned. Then, you know, today I was like, oh, well, I wanted to happen in that fight. There's I'm looking on Fox, there's no coverage of it anywhere. No one's reported it anywhere, nothing. And I'm like, oh, okay, go on YouTube, and the full fight is on YouTube, such as there's no rights to it because it sucks. Yeah. And it was like – I watched the fight, and you could tell that Lucas was like, I've got to try to keep him around for a little bit here because – this is already pretty dodgy that I'm doing this like I, was, I don't know how desperate he is for a fight but it's like I've got to keep him around for a little bit well he's obviously they're obviously both desperate for you know hopper 10 goes, grand. hopper was like hopper's like hey man I'm gonna be able to give my kids uh brand branded noodles instead of home brand noodles after I do this thing like hopper hopper knows what he's in for and he just has to do it because he's got to feed his family right like I can respect what hopper's yeah, doing. but Hopper's got sons that are on... Serious Coyne. Serious, Coin. Serious Yeah, yeah. No, he he has, <laughs> like, he's this got one son on well, Serious Yeah, Coin. but Albert will be on Serious Coyne. You would think so. So what the hell's going on? Well, look, he obviously... I don't know whether... Who knows? Who right. knows what the bloody well, we, financial gonna, makeup is of the it's family? It's a rhetorical question. But you know, Hopper also has like 12 kids, yeah. and they've all got to go to school. They've all got to eat. They've all got to, you know, whatever. So... I'm sure Will isn't paying for Will Hopper. Hopper's son isn't paying for all the other fucking family members. Though I'm sure he chips in. Although I'm talking about this with like I know, but anyway, Lucas has got to keep Hopper around. So in the first round, they're like, you know, and Hopper's coming out old as shit. Like, <laughs> is he? would be fifty-five. Google it. He'd be he'd be late forties if not fifty. John Hopper. He'd have to be. Oh my god! How old is he? No, I'm just... It's 45. 45. But still... Mate, 45, he's also... old as fuck. He's also hasn't competed professionally in anything for, what, 15 years. And, I mean, yeah, he fought Gallon, right? Got... He got... He got He got got the lights shut out. Like, he was motionless on the canvas. It was a full-blown knockout. It wasn't like a referee stoppage. In fact, the ref might have stopped the Gallon-Hopawati fight as he leant against the ropes lifeless, but it was like the ropes were holding the punches were keeping him up yeah, yeah, yeah. and the ropes were stopping him from falling back so then when the punches stopped he just kind of went bang and fell like a tree anyway we're back to big daddy brown big daddy brown is like 6 foot 5 fucking yoked and <laughs> was a heavyweight champion was a heavyweight world. champion of the world and is still up in that like he could be fighting He could very easily fight a contender for the heavyweight world. Like, I'm not saying I don't think he'd ever get back to a belt, but he could certainly fight some of the contenders, right? So basically what's happened, he is... Needs a fight. He needs a fight. So desperately they've gone, who will take this? On nine days' notice. There's one man. John Hopper. And Hopper's gone in there and just been pieced up. But then, like, Hopper made him bleed because Hopper's in there going... I mean, I may as well swing for the metaphorical fences here. Yeah, and that's what he's done. And he caught him a couple of times, but by and large, like he's it's Hopper who's a dribbler, like who just like <laughs> an old a, dribbler. He's an old dribbler who's just ha- likes to throw and biff. Does Hopper, as opposed to a professionally trained boxer who's that's his career, yeah, who's like movements all right. You know, he's moving around, he's fucking jabbing and doing all this shit, and then by the end, how long did it go for? It went into like the second minute of the second round. Okay, so he kept him around first round. Yeah, but he also dropped him in the first, like, minute and a half and then kept him around. And, this dude, some of the shots, you're just seeing Hopper's head get snapped back and you're just like, bro, who has allowed this fight to happen? How many people were at the St. Mary's RSL? You could hear individual screams. <laughs> I was watching it going That's always the benchmark for how many you're in the room. Yeah if, if you, you can hear, hear individual people go dodge Lucas Get him Lucas Look out John You know move stick and move you're like Oh bruh you can and you could see you could see the back walls. So you know if your yeah, camera yeah, you could yeah, see course. the back walls you could see empty seats. White they they roll out the white plastics? There was white plastics, absolutely there was yeah, white plastics. Yeah, what yeah. do you think? So, well, I'm just making sure. No, 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 of course. But so really what I am also saying is that we were treated to a fight of the century on Saturday that we didn't even know happened. happened. So basically we've got two fights of the century in the same back week. Back back. What a time to be alive. Yeah, uh, real treat. Maybe even put that link up for the punter and the dribble. You know what? I might. I will, I will either put the link up or, in fact, you know what I will do, punish dribblers, because the link in our bio is always to the latest podcast. So, no, I won't put the link up. What I will encourage you to do is a little bit of Dioring here. Do your own research. Just go to YouTube and type in Lucas Brown versus Joseph John Appawati. John Appawati. It'll be the first video that comes up, and be sure to skip through it <laughs> because it's a shit show. Um But that was fun. But that's fight sports. Uh, Go, gal, go. (laughs) All right, time for dribbler dribbles. Yep. Uh, This is from Mark10w, Mark Lowe. Uh, hey, dribblers! I was perplexed. It's a bit of a, it's a and some of these are a bit older because obviously we didn't get to it last week. Yeah, that's right. Hey, dribblers! I was perplexed uh, on the weekend at the number of presumed Aussie sports tragics of uh, friends of mine who threw the support behind England when quizzed on this. Uh, most cited some political bullshit to do with South Africa or grating. Or their grating accent. My question is, can anyone who claims to bleed green and gold ever support England? Soccer World Cup excluded. For for me, it wouldn't matter if it was ISIS for England. Uh, I would agree. Mate, basically, if if they're in a sport that we're in, then no, you can't ever go for England. They're no. last. Yeah. They, they, they come last. They come last. And that's just a fact. And there's nothing... There's no around going around that. No, no. There's no two ways about it. There's no way you can circumnavigate it. There's And no even like, generally speaking, the safest rule of thumb is you don't ever support England. No. And that's just it. That's it. So, Mark- Unless it's a war. Mark, unless it's a war and they are an ally. Yes. That's it. And even then, I mean, that's a tough spot to be in there. Wartime. Yeah. Wouldn't be making any commitments. No, no. I wouldn't make any commitments, but... Especially in wartime. <laughs> but to your friends, look... Get new friends. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get new friends, Mark. Yeah. But thank you. Get Shout them out. out of your life. <laughs> uh, this is for you to read, Eddie. This is from BJ Edwards. BJ Edwards, obviously a dribbler. Big time um, dribbler. Uh, evidence by the length of Evidence this. by the length. Okay, so BJ Edwards... BJ underscore Edwards Graham, if, if anything about this upsets you. and You, you, you just, need to go and find yeah, him. Yeah. Uninformed opinion and long dribble coming in hot here, gents. Thank you for setting us up. So I've been looking into the Joe Rogan podcast and why such an average potty is so successful. Don't get me wrong. The guy is a throbber, but he's the king of shit dribble, and he is far too new age to understand the complex needs of the p- modern punter. Well, yeah, okay. Anyway, I've basically put his success down to an incredibly powerful alpha-beta dynamic. Now, for those who are edgy enough to not have listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, Joe has an assistant slash beta named Jamie, or Young Jamie. And his role is basically to de for Joe when asked. Jamie is basically a human Google search, Joe being a top dog slash cock at the table on the table alpha in the potty game can just click his fingers and have his little boy do as told anyways my research has led me to believe that all the great throbbers of the world are allowed to throb extra hard when they have a side beater to help amplify their alpha think about it brett lee has shane lee the mighty violet crumbles have that team they play sometimes <laughs> Andrew Johns has Matty Johns. Steve Smith has the entire Australian Ashes squad. The All Blacks have the Wallabies. Batman has Robin. Mario has Luigi. Frodo has Sam. Actually, scrap that. Sam was Alpha as fuck. Frodo was Gamma and Sam had to carry him up Mount Doom. (laughs) exclamation mark anyways i digress my question to you guys is will you ever hire a beta to cement the alpha beta dynamic of hello sport and if so i would like to volunteer my beta mate daniel gallagher who would love to get coffees for your interns beers soon gents paid for and delivered to our table by daniel friend of the show bjx um look he raises a pretty good point he does make a good point. Probably not something that I wake up and think about, but now that it's been placed in front of me, so eloquently, I might add, I'm starting to think that, yes... We may need a beater. We may need a beater to throw things at and fetch us beers when we need them. And to, you know, look up Hoppawati's age when we're in the throes of a yarn. Look, it would be helpful for us to have a beater to do those things. Maybe to get the fight up in the background and so I can giggle about it live instead of you describing it to me. Correct. There's absolutely advantages of that. And you do raise a great point about all alphas have a beater. Obviously, all other sports podcasts are our beater. Mm. Most of them anyway. There's yes. a couple from which we enjoy from afar. Great cricketer. Great cricketer. One of them. Certainly not our beaters. Uh, Dill Buckley, friend of Dil the show. Buckley. But there's plenty of beater shit out there. But in terms of on-air stuff, yeah, sure. Like, if you want to send Gallagher in here. As long as... Uh, Gallagher knows that there is going to be zero financial remuneration for his work. Yeah, but if he is in the business of giggles and yarns and dribble... And dribble. We can pay him in that currency. Yeah, absolutely, because that's the currency with which we we trade. We're we're wealthy in dribble. We are, absolutely. You know Jeff Bezos? That's us, except way more powerful in the world of dribble and yarn. We are... billionaires yeah trillionaires trillionaires in the dribbling yarn currency, currency. yeah so we can pay him. in dribbling yarn dribbling yarn so there's not that. mad at it bj not mad at it uh thank you for reaching out and certainly be as soon to you young throbber now just want to check if there was because uh i think now we move on um we dance on to the uh what's it called we dance on to some of the dribbler hotline and this is where I'm excited to be honest with you this is some seriously (laughs) exciting stuff excuse me dribblers now let me get up the dribbler hotline for us if we've left you out this week of the dribbler hotline just know that it's all love but it wasn't good enough all love but do better yeah all right, we've got a few here, so uh, I'm just going to go back to fucking hell. We'll just rip. We'll just let them rip and see how they go because there's a few. All right, first one, 30th of October.
1: G'day, hey, boys. Uh, first time dribbler, long time listener. I'm going to go with a- my alias as uh, Bone Man. I don't know why, but it just felt right. Uh, just listened to this week's episode and once again audible gold Uh, I did want to ring up and shed some light on rib removal Uh, you may recall that I uh, left a review a couple of months back about it being uh, the best way to enjoy the podcast is really to sort of do a bit of auto fellatio, um on your own throbber. Uh, and yeah, so I have had the rib removal and just wanted to sort of touch base and say that it's, it's really changed my life. Uh, I don't want you to picture it too vividly, but just trying to stress the importance of, uh, you yeah, know, it gives me something to look forward to each week. As you can measure, uh, the, uh, the pleasure is just almost uncontrollable. But, you know, when harnessed, it's a beautiful thing. Um, just quickly, uh, Obviously, uh, MotoGP. I guess not your bag, but wanted to shout out Jack Miller on his third place at Phillip Island this week. Um, the race, a really good race. I got a bit fortunate with uh, Vinales crashing out, but that's what happens when you try and keep up with Marquez, who's an absolute alpha male. Uh, <laughs> love seeing Jack Miller on the podium in his home nation. Um, so yeah, once again, boys, always love listening to you. Uh, hopefully uh,
0: there'll be more dribbles to come Bone man out <laughs> oh, Bone man Love that You know it's a dribbler when he when he transitions From fr- auto fellatio <laughs> into, into MotoGP Moto GP. <laughs> Third place Yeah After talking about fully gobbling himself off And then Jack Miller winning well, uh, No, coming third Coming third, sorry <laughs> Which that was a, fantastic. That was fantastic. Oh, man. man. That, that's, look, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all that's about. That's what it's all about. Uh, now we move on to our next one, 1st of November. G'day, boys.
2: Tom Spiller here. Quick query. Just wondering when the hell you guys having your one-on-one step versus Seth battle, because we both talked a lot of shit. We'll do a lot of smoke up each other's asses,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm yet to see a result. So I
2: thought it had to be spring, and it's getting awfully
0: close to summer. It's a good point. Do so- we say spring? We did say spring. Tom Tom Spiller there, I believe, was his name. We got to get it done. We do. Maybe we we look to do that very soon. We're gonna have to just trying to think about when might be possible. Yeah. Um. We're gonna to have to figure it out. We're gonna work that out, Tom. But that you're right. Look, Tom. I will say this: it'll happen before the end of the year. End of spring has to be. We had to do it in spring. We said spring. We said spring. Okay. Summer starts when Eddie. December first. Okay, so we got a couple of weeks here. We got to do it before spring is finished. We said that. We've got to be men of our word. We do. Otherwise, we can't trust it. What are we? No, good point. Uh, Tom, appreciate you uh, bringing that up. For those of you who don't know, Eddie and I will be competing in a three-point competition or a basketball shootout competition. Is it going to be horse? Potentially something of that nature uh, to decide who is the Steph Curry and who is the Seth Curry. If you have any uh, formats that you think would lend themselves to a Seth versus Steph Curry shoot-off then send them in. All right, let's go to the next one.
2: Hi, it's Just Max Bell, ready for a big dribble. Uh, Look, mate, like, seriously, we're fucking sick of the wallabies. We're sitting here in Cascade Esperance, absolutely smashing a few MUX exports. We've literally listened to about 30 hours from... Sydney, down and across to Esperance, we've made our trip and we've made it across Nelva listening to you boys and just going, holy fuck, you make some some points that are very unbiased and a very unwavered opinion and what we would like to say is full credit to that and if you ever get a chance, shout out to the Rob College boys making, making the trip across to Western Australia Fuck the Wallabies. They've shit the bed. They've completely shit the bed. There is no other way of saying it. We absolutely agree with that. Full on fucking dribblers. And we're just thinking. We just thought about the and We're just like, now we'll just play fuck it footy and shit the bed. And we're really, we really getting around the old Hello Sport podcast. This to your boys, this whole way. Um, for one out. Um, beer soon. Beer's pending. have a cold one. i Rob College.
0: See you all, Rob College. Rob College. Now, I don't know where Rob College is. I'm Is Rob guess, College a bloke I'm or gonna, is that a college? I'm going to guess Armidale or Canberra. Okay. Is there any reason for that? It's in my head somewhere okay. for some reason, okay. and they've driven from there to Esperance, which I believe is in Western Australia. So he was full. He was absolutely full. He was full of the and brim. I believe that we may have been the soundtrack to that journey. So thirty hours of us in the lobes. I mean, that only gets you thirty eps into one eighty. Yeah. Um, so you could basically drive around the world and not stop listening to us. Technically, I'm not sure on the maths. Look. We're not, we're not telling you you have to, but if you wanted to drive around the world, you could whilst listening to us, and you could do it in its entirety. And never get bored. And never get bored. So basically, if you've got a long trip around, ahead of you, like driving around the world, mm. then do it listening to us. That's what I learned from that situation. That's what I got. Uh, shout out to the Rob's College boys. Shout out to the Rob's College boys. Uh, good on you, boys uh next one here fuck we got a few here from this motherfucker. i think you left a couple yeah hey
2: tom and eddie uh just nathan uh bung here, actually um so live from dubbo it is currently 6 20 we've been drinking since 5 a.m uh just looking forward to seeing some updates of derby day and seeing some of the live checkies you put on i'll call up and give you some uh Updates of how we go. We're going 5 a.m. to 5 a.m.
0: Love that. And,
2: um, yeah, just thought I'd keep you informed and be here soon. Talk soon, boys. Have a good one. See you
0: later. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, great update from, great from, from, update. The, from the motherland. Um, Love that. Now, let's just... He uh, sent us another one here. Hey, Tom. Hey, Eddie. Um,
2: quick update here. Uh, this is Nathan Bunglenord. I did uh, call up numerous times through Derby Day for the 5am uh, to 5am. Uh, quick update, I have broken my L1 lumbar in my back and I think I've done some damage to my shoulder as well as head, but no brain injury as per so far. Um, thanks, guys. I just thought I'd let you know. Um, be here soon. Huge fan of the show. Um, anyway, love yous and leave yous.
0: Bro, so Nathan, after coming and telling us how he's going to go uh, from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., he, he was gearing up for one of the largest nights of all time. He then hit us up on uh, Instagram. Were we missing some of his updates? I don't know, but I think that it's, by and large, we got, he started off planning to go big and then now he's broken his back. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you don't need much more than that. So he sent through some photos, which we will put on our social media because mm. he didn't tell us not to. So you'll be able to see them on Instagram shortly. But he sent us a – he sent us and said, just to show you guys the voice messages I left on Saturday were legit. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, I hope you're all right. So uh, from Saturday morning to I think the oh, – I'll explain tomorrow. He goes <laughs> – uh, I, I'll explain it more. I fell off a pub roof sneaking in and broke my L1 in my back and a heap of muscles in my shoulder. Ha <laughs> <I was>, ha. <laughs> so, I was like, give us some fucking rundown of what happened. I got So I got kicked out of the famous Amaru, climbed yep. onto the Woolies a couple of roofs next door trying to sneak in and fell off a five to six metre roof onto a concrete alleyway. Uh <laughs> I know exactly I, where he's done yeah, that. It's so edge. Pulling out of, uh, pulling out power and hitting a hot water system, <laughs> knocking me out for several hours. Several hours. I woke up, walked home, and went to hospital where I found out I fractured my vertebrae <laughs> and torn muscles in my rotator cuff, also a heavy concussion. Uh, Until just recently. Also still undergoing ultrasounds and physio for the next week. (laughs) Be soon, boys. (laughs) Sorry I took so long to get back to you. It's like, bro, don't worry about getting back to us. Just get back to you. Just get better. Get better. Then he says- Get back to normal. He says, P.S. I also lost my phone somewhere in the climb. If you can do a shout-out for the people to keep an eye out for a Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus in a maroon fold-out wallet case in the podcast, that would be great. So if you're around... Is this Dubbo area? Dubbo, yeah. It's in Dubbo, Main Street, MRU on the Main Street. If you find a uh, Samsung Galaxy S10 in a maroon fold-out wallet uh, with cards and shit in there... Send it to us and we'll send it to him. For Nathan, who... (laughs) That might be the greatest dribbler dribble ever. Have you seen the photos of him? Yeah, it's unbelievable. One of the great dribbles. One of the great dribbles of all time. May not be topped. I don't know how it can be. Obviously, we don't like anyone to be hurt, but it's... He uh, promised to go big he, or go home. You know what? Let's follow him on the gram. I think he deserves that He's much. He's earned that. He's earned it. Um, tremendous dribble. Tremendous. Is this one a bit of a dribble or is boys, it any fun? boys. boys. Fellow dribbler... Fella punter, fella snorter, fuck, yeah. I fucked it up. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you play that one again, who was that? This is this this is so good. Boys, boys, boys. Fellow <laughs> dribbler, fella
2: punter, fella snorter, Fuck, yeah.
0: I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't come back. He's just done. I think he's just done. Gone into hiding. Anyway, thank you to everyone. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them there if there were a few more. It was a little confusing in our inbox. Blame technology here. Obviously, we- Just know uh, that we enjoyed them. We apologize We apologize on behalf of technology. We don't apologize, if that makes sense, because we apologize for nothing ever. We're, we're apologizing for the shortcomings of technology. That's it. And, uh, you know, we don't take responsibility for it. Well, but we didn't we, invent it. We didn't invent it. We utilize it as best we can, and we can only apologize on their behalf because, you know- we didn't invent it. So, you know, deal with it. Anyway, Punish dribblers, what we do have to do now is re-ramp up our commitment to getting Curtly Bill on this podcast because the obviously time we, the time has come. We allowed him time off for of the World Cup. He said he'd come on after the World Cup, and now it is the time to start really gene up Curtly pre-Christmas really is what we want. We want a pre-Christmas Kirtley. That would be the gift for the punter and the dribbler. So, if we can get that off the ground, that'd be great. So, that's going to require just... Manpower. Manpower. Raw, honest manpower. Like how they built the pyramids. Or the manpower. snowy hydro. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's manpower stuff. Yeah. It's all hands on deck stuff. Uh, also manpower. Uh, all woman power. All woman power, similar to like the Vegas strippers, manpower, the Australian, or they thunder from down under. There is also a stripping troop of, of young buff men called manpower who you could also attribute to the sort of help we need <laughs> to get Curtly over the line. Now, who? is that a deviation from what we're talking about? Maybe up to you. Up to you. Dior, Dior if it's a if, if it's, it's a deviation, because we won't admit it. Curtly, please reach out, dear friend, dear chum. Yeah, can't wait to get you on at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram for all the punting and dribbling needs. Yeah, uh, it's you, your daily dose. Of it's dribble. your daily dose of dribble and yarn. Uh, like, subscribe, five stars. Tell your friends. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Get them onto the pod. Yeah. Uh, and please keep reaching out, Dribbler Hotline. It's live. It's there. It's ready to go. DM. It, it's slides. open twenty four seven. It's twenty four seven situation. We've got an intern manning that phone twenty four seven. So uh, I mean, outside of that, Eddie, I don't know what else to say to you. It's been a hell of a show, hell of a ride. It's been huge. I'm sweating. Bye bye. Be here soon. Could you two
2: just not talk anymore?